Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price, and I'm here with my co-host, Greg Hockert. Greg, how's your bracket doing right now? <sighs> not that great. It's not doing that great. My my uh, PPR, which is possible points remaining, um, little little bracket knowledge for everyone, is still decently high because we didn't talk about our champions on the podcast last week because... Well, I don't think that either Tanner nor I had officially decided, but also uh, that's that's a little bit secretive. You know, you want to keep that one close to the vest before the brackets lock. So I picked Texas to win the championship. Uh, Tanner picked Kansas. Yeah, that's I'm sad. So we'll get to that in a bit. Um, but Texas is, is still alive and well, so I have a chance to get you know top top two or three in every bracket group I'm in because Texas was not that popular of a pick in the groups that I'm in. Um, however, when it comes to the first round, I had some, some really bad beats. Uh, just, just did not pick the right upsets, pick some upsets, picked all the wrong ones. Yeah. What me, about, what about you? Me too. My, I think we're tied, aren't we? Yeah. We're tied in the around the 12 bracket. Um, I did not see any of these upsets happening to be completely honest. I picked a lot of 10 seeds, a lot of 12 seeds, None of those really panned out for me all that well. Yeah, the fives, the the five seeds were undefeated this year. They were four and zero. Yeah, which never that hasn't happened. And I think it, they said like twelve years. And we've been talking for weeks about how <laughs> the infamous twelve five upset games. Yeah, I also well, let's see, only one six seed lost. Yeah, and that was Iowa State, which we'll get to that game in a little bit. That was bad, um, but. Overall, Big 12 is doing okay. The The only conference with more teams left in the tournament currently is the SEC. The SEC has – oh, SEC and – Yeah, and the Big East. They both have three. Um, Big 12 has two teams left. And so we'll, we'll get to that. But before we get to that, um, let's talk about some of the spring sports. So the Big 12 in the baseball top 25 – Texas Tech jumped from 22 to 14 this week because they won their series versus Oklahoma State. Um, they didn't sweep, but they won the overall series 2-1. to one. Oklahoma State dropped from 12 to 20, obviously because of the, those two losses to Texas Tech, and then West Virginia jumped up to 24 after being not ranked last week. And then in the uh, Big 12 softball, top 25, uh, once again, we have OU at 1, Oklahoma State at 2, and then Texas at 14, and Baylor at 22. So maybe maybe we'll, we can just skip softball, and until further notice, OU and OSU will be 1-2. Honestly, <laughs> that's that's not – I'm just kidding. Probably we, not we'll, a bad we'll, – We'll give softball. It's, it's, oh, yeah. It's due, but. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that'll stay fairly consistent throughout the entire – Until they play each other, probably. Yes. It's going to – and that's going to that's gonna be a lot of fun. I will definitely be tuning into that. Um, 
So, yeah, we, we kind of already talked about our brackets. Well, I have a question for you. What was your what was your worst upset pick in your bracket? What do you what do you mean? Like one where you were sure that the lower seed and I'm not talking nine over eight, like a like an eleven or higher was gonna win and and, and not only did they not win, it just wasn't even really wasn't even that close. Oh gosh. I I really I mean I had I had a couple ten seeds winning because I, I liked I liked USC over Michigan State. I liked Utah State over Missouri. Yeah, um, that one I fell into that trap too. I also I liked I, I knew better than to pick against Tom Izzo, so I'm, I I could have helped you out there. But I was I was all in on Utah State. I also liked um, gosh Providence over Kentucky. See, I picked that too. I picked that one too. That that didn't happen. Although my West. My West region was really soft. It was I went eight for eight on the first day. That's that's pretty good. I think I went. I went. What did I get? Well, that's also because the West also went chop. Every higher seed won. I missed. Uh, yeah, I missed, I had a twelve. I had VCU over St. Mary's. So I, my two worst picks, and by worst picks, I don't mean like. If these two teams, if they played again, it could happen. But I had Kent State over Indiana. Indiana was a four. Kent State was a 13. Indiana won by 11. And then in that same little subregion, I had Drake over Miami, which Drake was actually winning that game and choked hardcore. But they lost by seven. And so I did not get any points in um, in that regional. And then I think... Oh, what what game was it? My my worst, I would say the the one I was most disappointed in myself. So I don't know about you, but I had Purdue losing early. I had them losing in the second round. I had them losing in the in the sixteen. Okay, so I had Purdue losing in the second round. I didn't really talk about it last week because this is a Big Twelve podcast, and also because I you know I, I try to keep the the upsets piss, picks uh, you know little little on the down low before the before the brackets are out. But I had them losing to Memphis in the second round. Uh, and, and sure enough, so Purdue lost in the first round, uh, which was a shock, obviously. The mm-hmm. biggest surprise of the tournament, losing to was it Far- Farley, Farley Dickinson. Yep. And uh, so I was like, great. You know what? That's okay. No one picked that in their right minds unless they were just messing around. And uh, so, you know, Memphis is about to beat Florida Atlantic, and then I'm going to get points there that no one else is going to get points. And Memphis blows a – they were winning the entire second half. Not by a lot, but they were winning the entire game, and Florida Atlantic took the lead at the end. So that that was a bad beat right there. I I missed out on some some much-needed points. Yeah. Yeah, it was was a crazy weekend, that's for sure. I'm I'm glad we have a couple of a day. We have a couple of days in between. It was nice. To, yeah, it was nice to breathe for a second. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of basketball all the time the last the last couple of days. But we move on to the Sweet Sixteen now. Well, Greg, so we had what do we have it? What did we end up at? Like twenty something entries. Into, I, think we, I think it was a little over twenty. Oh wow! Yeah, no, it definitely definitely was. We had twenty four total entries. Into the around the twelve uh, group, and currently we have uh, Dustin leading. Then we have uh, 
Colby in second place, <laughs> who who is Heg Grockert, and then we got That's Aaron. That's a nice name right there. Then we got Aaron in third place. So uh, the one thing I should note about Dustin is that he has Kansas as his uh, as his champion. So he's probably yeah out. he's probably gonna fall out of the Bra- bracket groups are not won in the first weekend Absolutely but not. i will say it is really nice to see your name at the top with your champion still alive yes it is and that is neither that well that's that is not me no it's not me either and i believe i i won most of the groups i was in last year don't think that'll be the case this year unless texas comes through but i was not i i was i was like top 10 ish but i was not one or two in my bracket groups after the first weekend last year and and but yeah I, long, but i had kansas as long as your champion is still alive yeah. you're good to go yeah yeah picking the right champion also helps out a lot well greg let's, um, let's get into these games yeah let's 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 cover these games we don't really have that many to, to cover for this upcoming week but uh what do what do we have to say about kansas beating howard uh, by mm-hmm. almost 30 not not much at all, other than the most notable thing was that Bill Self was not coaching. Um, and didn't coach their second-round game Yes, either. he was with the team. He was at the team hotel. Um, I don't I don't quite understand the circumstances surrounding it, but due to health reasons, he was not on the sidelines. So uh, he was an assistant coach. I forget his name, but he has head coaching experience elsewhere. Uh, he was the... Uh, fill-in head coach for Kansas's uh, weekend games. And, yeah, I mean, they took care of business against Howard. The only other notable thing I'd say is, I mean, good for the Big 12 for not embarrassing themselves by losing to a 16 seed. Yeah. At the Big 10. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Um, yeah, that was, that was a good win. It's kind of hard to talk about this game now knowing that Kansas. I also won't lie to you. I mean, all these games are happening, you know, there, there's about, on average, about three games happening at once. In its peak, there's four or five even happening at once. Not five, that can't quite happen because there's only four channels, but four happening at once. I did not, I did not, my T, Kansas and Howard did not have the stature to make it onto my TV. Me either. It was kind of an expected win, which I guess if you're a fan of Purdue, you probably also were in the same boat. They would have loved to have drawn Howard as their first round. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so. And then, let's see. Texas was a two-seed, beat Colgate, the 15-seed, by 20. Once again, I really – this was not one of my main focuses. I watched the first – a good amount of the first half because Texas is my champion. And at this point in time, this game was played on Friday – and a lot of upsets had already happened. I think Arizona had already fallen to Princeton at this point, mm. and so I was, I was a, I was a little concerned. Not because I didn't think. I mean, I have Texas as my champion. I think they're, I, and I still think that they have a really good shot of winning the whole thing. Especially now that Kansas is gone, it's kind of yeah. that, that region has opened up for them. Yeah, but I got nervous, and so I watched the first half of that one. And Colgate hung around. They they hit some shots early, but. Texas ultimately, um, I just has, I mean, this is the case for most of the top seeds, but they just have better athletes, better players yep. all around. And then my, the one lock, my, I said my lock of the week last week was West Virginia beating Maryland. It's all right. Your lock of the week wasn't nearly as embarrassing as my lock of the week. I really, really thought that West Virginia was going to pull this out, but that's okay. It was, it was the first game of the tournament and I should have known. 
as soon as Maryland won that my bracket was going to be busted and that I shouldn't watch basketball ever again or talk about it on my on our podcast. Certainly not say it's a lock. <laughs> but I I'm also guilty of this. I, West Virginia was up a good amount of the game. They came out to a really, really hot start. I think they were up by 13 at one point. Mm-hmm. And Eric Stevenson, your boy, he was getting buckets. But Maryland slowly chipped away. And, and that's the thing about these 8-9 games is it really is. It feels like a coin toss every year. However, when I see a Big 12 team involved in the 8-9 games, I don't even debate. I don't I don't look at anything. I yeah. just pick the Big 12 team. Yeah. And so I don't I don't blame you for this, and I think that I think West Virginia should have won this game. I I I I don't see. I think they're kicking themselves right now because yeah. how while they would have probably gotten beat by Alabama in the second round, they they should have they should have won against Maryland. Yep, I I agree with you there. Um, next we got Baylor beating UC Santa Barbara. Um, by 18, once again, really, we're getting a little bit closer to the games where I was starting to focus, but when you have a 3, a 14, a 2, a 15, 1, 16, even a 4, 13, it's, it's, it's kind of hard for me to watch these games, but just because you expect something like this. You ex- I mean, I'll, I'm tuning in if it's close in the second half and if it's the only game on. Right. Then right. that's about it. And... Yeah, I, I watched a few minutes of this Baylor game. There was a couple of other close games on, though, so I, I didn't watch much of it. But they, uh, I mean, they, they took care of business. And again, like like we've been saying, and we'll kind of talk about the overall. I think by the end, of, when we finish recapping the games, I think we'll, we can talk about some of just the overall conference outlook from from the Big 12 and the, the other conferences. Uh, but the best thing the Big 12 did all weekend was – Overall, and I just said this, but they avoided embarrassment. Like you don't want, you don't want that. You know, a top three team in your conference to fall to a lower level mid major in it on the first weekend. And so, uh, Kansas, Texas, Baylor, Kansas um, State, and we'll get to this, but yes, Kansas State as well. All top three seeds in the tournament, or um, one, two, and three seeds in the tournament. And they all took care of business. I mean, none of these games were were any close and. Uh, so yeah, I guess that leads us into the next one: Kansas State three seed over the fourteen seed Montana State. They won by twelve. Um, I, I don't really have much on this one. Yep, kind of, kind of what you expect. I I don't know if I told anybody this, but I I have Kansas State in my final four. Okay, which, that's a nice pick. Which that's, looking, looking, that's looking real good. They're right still now. alive. This this. Solidified it for me, but their their round two game definitely made me feel really good about this pick. Um, yeah, I mean it's, it's kind of like what we've been saying with the top seeds from the Big Twelve. You kind of expect something like this. I mean, if you just if you just box score looking, then yeah, you you're like, oh, they only won by twelve when you maybe expect it to be like an eighteen or a twenty point win, but still a good win. It's a tournament time; anything can happen, as we saw, uh, especially. With uh, Virginia and Furman, that was that was insane. Wild. That was the first. That was the second game too. Yeah, that was. Have you seen? I'm sure you have because it's you can't miss it if you go on social media. But Kevin Harlan's yes. call. That, yes, that was nuts. And he made sure nobody talked in front of him because he was gonna. 
He was he was I, on center stage right there. I mean, you're delivering. You know those. I I, I watched these at the beginning of March and you know, I get myself hyped up. The <laughs> the 2000. It'll it'll be next year. 2023 best March Madness moments highlight compilation video. That that will be the like first thing that comes up. Oh, for sure, for sure. And then we got TCU. Uh, number six seed beating Arizona State, the 11 seed, by two. Which I I kind of saw. I thought this could have been an upset. Um, Arizona State came in hot from the Pac-12 tournament, and and they're playing game. And they're playing they, game. They, yes. they were a playing team, and they absolutely beat the brakes off of. Was it Mississippi State? Mm, Nevada. Nevada. You're right. You're right. They they won by. Yeah, they? yeah, it was insane, and I won't lie. I'll, I'll, I'll full clarity with you guys. I saw that, and TCU has been inconsistent this year. We've talked about it all year, and I pulled the trigger. I was like, you know what? This is going to be a crazy upset tournament. I'm picking Arizona State. Also, my ra- my rationale was I didn't think that there was a version in which Big Twelve teams went undefeated in the first round. And so I had to pick one, at least one. And as the theme of my bracket this year, I picked the wrong one. Um, but I I tried. I tried. Yeah, it was, I mean, it wasn't a bad pick. I mean, Arizona no. State was, again, they were up. They were double digits at one point. TCU did not look like they were going to win the game. And then Mike Miles honestly put the team on his back. And yep. then who who was it that hit the game winner? Was it O'Ban- was it O'Bannon or O'Bannon? O'Bannon, not O'Banner. O'Banner plays for Tech, but was it O'Bannon? Yeah, I'd have to look at it, but I, I think, want to I think say you're right because it wasn't Mike Miles. I know that or Damian Bond. Yeah, I think I think it was O'Bannon. But I mean, again, that's a this was this was a I mean this is a classic first round game. You know, that's kind of the reputation of these. Excuse me. Uh, the reputation of these first round games is so many of them are going to come down to the wire. You're going to get those last second shots, and we got a game winner in this one. And thankfully, the Big Twelve ended up on the correct side of this. Yep. And then the last game of the first round in the Big Twelve, Pitt beat Iowa State by 18. You want to read the final score too? Yes. Pitt scored 59, solid score. But like I said. It was an 18-point win. Iowa State only scored 41 points. This was the most infuriating game to watch the entire first round for me. I don't know how you managed to only score 41 points in a basketball. That's one point per minute. Some teams score 41 and a half. I, and this is the embarrassment for me. I picked this as my lock of the week. I was like, ah, Iowa State's a tournament team. Pitt, one of the weaker teams in the... In the ACC, surely, surely this will be a first round win for them. No, not even, not even close. They they got handled. Yeah, and and we saw in the next round. I mean, Pitt lost to three seeded Xavier from the Big East, but it wasn't close. Now, yeah, Xavier's a three seed, but they weren't. I don't think that Pitt was was. I don't. I don't think they were that good. I still don't think they're that good. I think Iowa State just played a really poor game. Very, very poor offensive offense. Well, offensive game they from re- Iowa. They State. really missed Caleb Grill in yep. this game. 
I, I think he would have really. But even them out. even without him, I mean, they they still have players. They, they do, but he's he's an he's their he was one of their few shooters, three yeah. point shooters, and so it would have been nice to have had him for this one. Um, I think that that's kind of where that team was. I think that's the piece of the piece that was missing it, when he ultimately left. Yep. Yep. And then, so that, that kind of concludes uh, the round one games from the big 12. The five, big t- five and five and two, five and two solid. I yeah. Mean, solid all around. Yep. And your, your top, what? Four, your top four seeds all moved on. I mean, no, you know, half, half of your conference is in the round of 32. Yep. That is- so that's, I think, I think the best measuring stick is, is like you have 50% of your teams that are, have, have one, are one win away from the Sweet 16. Yep. So round two games. Oh, gosh. This one, this one hurt me. Uh, Arkansas. An eight seed beat Kansas seventy two to seventy one. Man, I don't even know. I don't even know. Is it too too soon still? Yeah, Jalen Wilson trying to miss a free throw and banks it in. Yeah, that was rough. It, well, he was trying to miss it, but usually when you try to miss it, you, you throw, throw it, it at the front of the rim, or you throw it hard off the backboard, angled at the rim, so it hits the backboard and then it hits the rim. Like you don't softly just kind of toss it up there because then you bank in the free throw, which is exactly what happened. Well, good for him. He never tries to miss a free throw, but still, Arkansas. I'll give them a little bit of credit. They, I don't think they're an average eight seed. They have a really young team. They had a top ten recruiting class, a lot of highly recruited freshmen that came in, and. Like most freshmen, there were growing pains throughout this year, and they've been on some incredible highs. They've also had some really bad lows. Um, they've lost games they shouldn't. That's why they're an eight seed. Uh, but I mean, basketball—it's a long season. We're five months ish, five months into the season now, and I mean, these freshmen have gotten a lot of experience at this point, and they were kind of able to put it all together against Kansas, despite all the foul trouble they had. I thought that. If, if Kansas had managed to get this into overtime, they were probably going to win. Because Arkansas was like, they had like two guys that had fouled out, including their best player, as Debo Davis. And then they had three other guys, I think, with four fouls each. So Kansas just needed to probably force overtime, and then and then they were going to foul out half their freaking team. But tough game. Uh, Big 12's regular season champ uh, falls early. But it's been rare the number of, of teams that have gone back to back. So I, I I didn't think they were going back to back this year. However, I I had them in the final four, and I know you had them as your as your champion. Yes, I did. Sad, but it's okay. Life goes on. Just as Texas beats Penn State, this was this was a good solid win. Uh, Texas won by five, seventy one to sixty six. This was a great game. Yeah, not maybe not. Uh, what you're expecting from a 10 seed Penn State after they just beat AM in round one. But they Penn, put up a fight. Penn State was really hot. They went to, they were playing in like one of the first, playing like the opening round of the Big Ten tournament or like the second day of the Big Ten tournament, which 
The Big Ten, because they're 14 teams, they structure it very weird. Uh, but if you're playing on the first or second day, you're, you're not that high in the standings. And Penn State was just one of those Big Ten teams that was in a log jam for, I don't remember what place it was, but there was like six teams that were basically had the same record in conference. And they caught fire in the Big Ten tournament, went all the way to the final, fell to Purdue by a couple of points. And then I actually, A&M was a really popular pick in the first round because I think everyone wanted to see A&M versus Texas. Yep. And we talked about that on the pod last week yep. as a potential look ahead for A&M, maybe even for Texas. Uh, and ultimately, not because of that, but because of how hot Penn State was. I, I ended up picking Penn State. So this is one of the games I did get right um, that a lot of people had had A&M in this one. I did not have this one right because, well, I, I picked I picked Texas to go actually to the Final Four, but I did not have Penn State beating A&M. But either way, good win for for Texas, moving on to the Sweet 16 for the first time since, what, 2006, I think? 2008, maybe? It's been a while, um, and then I'd be remiss if we didn't give, um, oh my goodness, uh, Dylan DeSue. He had, I think, I'm going to try to get this off the top of my head, 28 and 10, I believe. I was just looking at the box score with my coworker today because we were looking at all the games that had happened, and uh, he also has Texas as his champion, and so we were talking about um, how they looked in the first two games. And Dylan Isu put the team on his back because Texas did not get the play out of their guards that they normally do, uh, and and Dylan Isu more than made up for that. Yeah, big game. And then Gonzaga beats TCU uh, by three. I I did have TCU winning this game, but I almost kind of expected Gonzaga to win. When um, is when is Drew Timmy going to graduate? He's done. Hasn't he been in college for like seven years? And that's what it feels like. It does feel like that. Also, uh, if you guys listened to what would, what would that be episode eighteen, episode nine? If you guys listened oh, to episode nine oops. when we had Michael on the podcast, I think you guys should pull up a picture of Michael Zeman and Drew Timmy, and put them side by side, and tell me they're not the same person. Actually, now that you say that, I <laughs> I, I hadn't thought about that, but that's super accurate. <laughs> that's super accurate. So, yep. But Gonzaga pulls that out against TCU. I TCU was – they were leading almost, almost the entire game, and Gonzaga just kind of pulled it back in. Drew, on the back of Drew Timmy, he cursed on live television in an interview. Um, yeah, just it, it was pretty funny though. I'm not gonna lie. It was it was a good it was a good win by Gonzaga. Um, yeah, I really they, wish they're kind of they're kind of slept on. I think Gonzaga is this year. No one was talking about. It. Everyone's talked about them for like the last three years, and they've been a popular champion pick. They haven't pulled through, and now this year, I didn't hear a peep about them in the. Uh, talk leading up to the tournament, and all of a sudden they've snuck their way into the Sweet Sixteen. I, I think, I think, just because they've been such so highly seeded the last couple of years, and they haven't done anything with it, it's like people are kind of getting tired of that pick. Yeah, and by haven't done anything with it, I mean we still have to acknowledge they have been. What did they? They, they lost. Were, they they made the championship two years ago and lost to Baylor, and then I believe they lost to Arkansas in the Sweet Sixteen last year. So it's not that they've been bad. It's it's just. Uh, when you have a team that has those expectations and then they don't come through, it, it, I mean, it it affects your the way you pick games yep. the next season. So yep. And then Creighton beat Baylor 
85 to 76. This was unexpected for me. I felt like Baylor had been playing very well towards the end of the season. They got JTT back, for those who don't know. Jonathan Chamwa Chachua, but it is JTT for short. Um, they'd been playing really well. They'd climbed uh, the Big 12 rankings. They they were playing really well at the end of the season, and then I don't really know what happened here. Uh, they ran into an extremely hot Creighton team. Well, yeah. I mean, I, wa- I watched the game, but it's like... Uh, well, I, and I watched it, so I had... I had NC State beating Creighton in the first round, and, and I'm, I'm looking back. I shouldn't have had that, but I didn't think Creighton. Creighton's not one of those teams that normally advances really far in the tournament. They're usually out on the first weekend, even if they are, you know, in that seven to six, eight seed range. But they played, they played and shot the lights out on Baylor. I, I mean, and that is obvious given they scored 85 points. But yeah, this was not a. I don't think a lot of people had this pick. I, I did not. I'll say this. I didn't have Baylor going much. I, I think I had them losing in the Sweet 16. They ended up in probably the toughest region with, well, okay, Arizona lost in the first round. But at the time, it was Alabama, Arizona, um, Creighton, San Diego State. Who was the four seed in this region? Uh, I'm blanking. But... They were in a really tough region. I didn't think they were going to make it out of there. Um, so tough to see them get bounced early. But some some people had this picked, I will say. The four seed was Virginia, and they lost to Oh, uh, yeah. That, this was the upset region. Yes, it was. Um, oh, man. But, yeah, some, some people had this picked. Um, I, at least I saw in our bracket group that, that they did. Um, a lot of the girls had this one picked. Uh, really popular. Interesting. Yeah. Not sure. Um, and then the last game of round two, Kansas State beats Kentucky by six. This was a very, very hard fought game. Pretty, honestly, pretty evenly matched. It was so entertaining. It was. This, a, this was one of the best games of the whole weekend. I couldn't agree with you more. It was very, very fun. But Marquise Noel, baller. Yeah, and finally the country's learning. I mean, he's been balling out all year just like this, and. And a given not on this stage, but he's had a great and just an incredible year. And the whole country got to see it. Yep. John Calipari got to see it. Up close and personal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even though even though he's a little man, as he called him. Um, yeah, it, it was Kansas State played really, really well. They surprised they I'm honestly surprised they ended up winning this game. Kentucky out rebounded them like crazy. I think they had, it was like 19 offensive rebounds to four offensive rebounds. Uh, so it, it was, it was a really good game. Um, and it was one of the better ones of the round of 32 and just, and just the weekend in general. But I will say, so other than my bracket, I, with my father-in-law, I ended up in a, like a draft pool. Mm -hmm. So eight guys, eight teams each. You draft your teams, you get one point for each game your team wins. Well, they've been doing this thing for like like 20-something years, mm-hmm. and they draft their teams every year. Well, this year, I was informed we'd be sending in a list, and I don't know how the guy did it, but basically he went down our list. I mean, you put the teams that you wanted at the top, and then the teams you least wanted at the bottom, and, and you were given teams. But it was basically like a randomly generated thing, so I don't even feel like... I can't take credit, nor could I 
nor would I be willing to accept the fall if I didn't win. Uh, but Kansas State was one of my teams. Nice. And they they are coming up clutch. Creighton was also one of my teams. Nice. Um, and then Michigan State, too. Which Michigan State is now in the Sweet 16 against Kansas State, which we are about to talk about. But uh, So I get a guaranteed win there regardless, even yep. though I didn't have a – I think I had Marquette advancing down there. So, hmm. But anyway, I'm doing pretty good in that pool. Good. Even though I, it, I can't take the credit for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love I love pools and brackets. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, Greg, what what was the biggest surprise so far in the tournament? Just not 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 Big Twelve, but everybody. The most obvious one is the one we talked about with Purdue losing in the first round. Um, yeah, I mean that game. Look, I. I think if those teams played 10 times, Purdue probably wins nine times. But Farley Dickinson, like, this is the biggest upset in tournament history that, like, we have been keeping track of because they were, I believe, like, like in the 300s in the Ken Palm and net rankings. Mm-hmm. They only made the tournament because. They didn't even win their conference. They only made the tournament because the team that won their conference is transitioning from Division Two to Division One, and, and they're not se- eligible. And the second place team is also yeah. transitioned, so they're the third place team in their conference. I, how do you think those two teams feel sitting right now? <laughs> no, but they were not only were they a 16 seed. I don't think people understand how how when you talk about Division One teams throughout the country now. Again, these are all Division One basketball programs. I'm not trying to put any program down, but they are probably the top 20 worst programs in the country. And Purdue has been a consistently good in the regular season for you know the last five six years, if not longer than that. And so this, they they had one of the better players in the tournament in um, Zach Eady. Zach Eady, yeah, it that. That one was the most shocking upset. It was also very entertaining, too, because it went back and forth. I think everyone that didn't have Purdue in the championship was probably rooting for FDU. Uh, I know I was rooting for FDU super hard. I mean, I had Purdue losing anyway um, shortly after. So it was a fun game. That was, that was the biggest surprise to me. Um, and then uh, I think the other one would be Princeton. Because, uh, I mean, Princeton has a 15-seed beat. Second seed Arizona, and then they took down Missouri in the next round. So they'll be playing. Oh, who are they playing? Um, is it? It's not San Diego State. They're playing Alabama. Creighton, right? Yeah, they play Creighton. So should be a good one. I think Creighton will probably uh, probably knock them out. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, did I did I miss any? I mean, those were the two biggest upsets. But were there I any think, other surprises? I think. Well, maybe it's not a surprise, but I don't know how how many people had Florida Atlantic making the Sweet 16. I was so close. Really? I had Florida Atlantic this is this is what I was meaning by a bad beat earlier. I didn't even fully explain it. I had I had Florida Atlantic in the Sweet 16 in my bracket and then I had the beating Purdue in the second round and I convinced my I was like, "You know what? Memphis Penny Hardaway I think the I think I think I'd rather take the 
safer pick with Memphis over over FAU. So I switched it and I regret it. But yeah, I think to I, me that's a huge surprise though. To me, I think that them getting to the Sweet Sixteen is is a big deal for them. Um, well, Greg, we've talked enough about the round of sixty four. The round of thirty two. It's time for the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, we got the games upcoming this Thursday. Yes. Yes. I think Kansas State plays Michigan State on Thursday. Texas, I believe, plays Xavier on Friday. Okay. We're, I'm pulling up my bracket right now. Yes. 324 for uh, Texas and Xavier. So yes. So this Friday. Yes. So Kansas State, three seed versus Michigan State, seven seed. I, I did not have – I did not have this matchup. I thought uh, Marquette would have beaten uh, Michigan State here. But Michigan State's on fire right now. Yeah, they're playing really well. And Tom Izzo is famous for winning in March. And so for that reason, that makes me nervous for Kansas State. Um, but I still feel pretty good. I, again, it, it makes me nervous. But I, I just go back to the style of basketball that that is played in the Big 12, and then with Kansas State. I mean, Kansas State is a predominantly pick-and-roll team. They have Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson, and I believe his last name is Johnson. Um, and, and, and they're going to pick-and-roll the crap out of whoever they're playing. And you know, the opposing team's ball screen defense is lapses for one possession. Marquise Noel is going to get an open three or an open drive to the basket, or he's going to find the big on the slip. So, I don't know. Tom Izzo, one of the best coaches in the game. You would think he would have his team ready to defend that, especially with, you know, roughly a little over half week of preparation. But we'll see. Should should be a really fun one. Uh, not many people, I don't think, have these two teams pitted against each other. But I'm really excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be – I think – well, I think to say that Michigan State – was a little snubbed at this point is kind of like hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah. I don't I think that they were probably properly seated um for where they were in the Big Ten. But and I and I think let me say this too. The Big Ten has one team in the Sweet Sixteen. So when you, if you want to talk about strength of schedule and strength of conference, the Big Ten's looking terrible right now. Besides everyone but Michigan State is has fallen. Yep. So I mean I think they were probably put right where they belonged. Yep. Um, do you have a? I know that our brackets say other. Well, no, your yours doesn't. You have Kansas City in the Final Four. I do. But do you have a change of heart after watching the first no. and second rounds? No. I. I well. If their round of thirty-two result had been any different, they wouldn't have. Been, they wouldn't be in this game. But. The way that they fought back, because they were down, they weren't down a lot versus Kentucky, but they were down four, five, six, three at times. Like they were down pretty much the whole game. It was close, uh, but then they pulled, they pulled it out in the end, and they did not. Once they, once they took the lead, and it was, it was over at that point. Once they took it, it was, it was done. So, um, I feel really good about their ability to win against Michigan State, especially they've. What did they What did they do in the Big Twelve tournament? They lost to Texas in the first, or I guess in the second round. 
Yes. Yeah. No. T- TCU beat them in the first round. Oh, that's right. That's right. We did have TCU. My bad. Um, yeah. And then they play. So just some other quick things. They are currently a uh, two-point underdog. Really? So Michigan State is actually the, Where's, the favorite in this game. It's in. It's at Madison Square Garden. Interesting. Which is where Marquise Noel is from. Yeah. So we'll see. Interesting. And then they will play the winner of Florida Atlantic and Tennessee if they beat Michigan State. I have I do have Tennessee winning that game. I have Tennessee and K State in the Elite Eight. That's a that's a really good region from you. I had Duke. I had Duke. Over, maybe I maybe I had Duke. I might have had I didn't Duke. I I mean I'm I was proven wrong. I didn't like Tennessee. Oh, I did have Duke. Dang it. I, I, I did not like Tennessee's odds, um, and and they proven me wrong. But their point guard, I, I was he got hurt at the end of the year towards ACL. He was averaging like 11 and 6. And they, had, they, they were on a losing streak heading into the tournament. So wasn't yeah. very high on them. But And then, so, yeah, that'll be, that'll be Thursday, Kansas State versus Michigan State. Sorry, we're kind of we're all over the place right now. And then the last game is Texas versus Xavier. This is going to be a very good game. Two seed versus three seed. I I feel good about Texas. I feel good about Texas. I think that this is going to be their toughest test between now and either the Final Four or the championship game. So they, if they win this, they play the winner of Houston and Miami. You think this would be a tougher matchup than, say, Houston? I had Houston losing in the round of thirty-two. I don't think they have a they have a fantastic record, but I think Houston's pretty weak, honestly. Um, but yes, I have. I would have Texas. I feel really good about Texas in this spot. I think they were actually really challenged against Penn State, which they needed. They were winning the entire game. And by, not by a lot, you know, by four, five, up up, up to eight or nine, ten. Um, but Penn State fought back, hit a couple shots, and had a lot of momentum, had the crowd on their side, and even came back and took the lead by one or two at one point, and, and Texas fought back and won. And so, and that was without, I mean, Marcus Carr only had 10 or 11 points, Um Tyrese Hunter did not play well. I think he only gave them six. And then uh, Serge Jabari Rice had 11 off the bench. But even his shooting percentage was terrible. Texas shot, they were one of 13 from three and they're against Penn State. So they, they, they won that game shooting 7% from the three-point line, which now if they do that against Xavier, they'll prob- they're probably going to lose. But yeah. um, I, I don't see them doing that again. So, so in other words, I, I feel confident that they can shoot 7% and win a game in the NCAA tournament. I don't see them doing that two times in a row. No, I, I agree with you. I yeah, I like I like Texas's chances in this game. I Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, Greg, do you have anything else for the good listeners? We will know whether or not a Big 12 team has made the Final Four here in a couple of days. So yeah. we'll be watching these games and yeah, it, it, it'll it'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. We'll be I'll be cheering for Texas and Kansas State really hard. My bracket's basically done, but uh, if Texas keeps winning, uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll move up a few spots. Yeah, I mean I like Texas's chance chances at this point. I think Texas and Alabama in the championship game would be a good game. 
I could also see Alabama losing at some point. So in Texas losing at some point. So it, that's why they call it March Madness, you know? Um, but yeah, we're really excited. Uh, let us know what you guys think about the podcast, about the format that we're doing when we're covering games. I know we're covering a lot, but very, very soon it's going to shorten up and we'll only have to cover one or two games here and there. But let us know what you guys think. You can tweet at us, DM us on Instagram or Twitter, whatever you like. Um, let us know what you think. Let us know how your bracket's going. We'd love to interact and see how everybody else's brackets are doing. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for your time. Appreciate you. Thank you. Love you. Goodbye.